Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. <laughs> I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hello, welcome back to Dad's Daughters, Dollars, and Deanne. Uh, yes, it's me again. That's you guys, going to probably shocker. that's probably going to be the uh, subtitle of this podcast: yeah. Dad's Daughters, Dollars, and Deanne. Because because uh, Caitlin is so, working so hard. Someone we know is on the road again. Yeah. I think in South Carolina, and I, and they're lucky to have her. Yeah. All right. So as we record this, it's the first week of April. Next week is tax week. <gasps> All right. Did I just make that sound? I'm sorry. So we're away. Well, we're going to do an episode about tax season and what you can avoid to be the victim of a tax scam. Oh, that's good. So even if you hear this pe- uh, episode in the future and it's a best of episode, it applies year round because these scams go on year round, but they get particularly intense at this time of year. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. So I'm going to give you a scenario, and then I'll ask you some questions. Tell me how you'd react. Okay. Phone rings. It's someone claiming to be from the Eternal Revenue Service. What do you do? Well, I know that that's bogus because they don't call you, right? Wow. You're ahead of the game. Woo! Score points for me. All right. So (laughs) they also say to you, the police will be knocking on your door any minute to arrest you. Yeah, no. What do you do? I don't believe them. I don't believe that they don't do that. You do nothing. And why? Because it's not the IRS. Yeah. Since 2018, there's been over 75,000 victims. Oh. And they've given away close to $28 million. That breaks my heart. To scammers impersonating the IRS either via phone, email, text, and even sometimes on social media. Okay, so then my question is, and maybe I'm getting ahead and you'll tell me, no, wait, Deanne. How do they contact you if there's a problem? We're getting to that. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> so here, I got these statistics from the Federal Trade Commission, which is the FTC. They enforce consumer protection laws, and they are, you know, protect you or, or supposed to protect you against fraud. So they release these things trying to get people more involved in their own, like, finances in terms of don't get scammed, mm-hmm. Right. So when I told you there's 75,000 victims, mm. that is not close to what there really is because we know there's a number of people because they're embarrassed or not reporting. Uh, that doesn't report, yeah. Right? All right. I'm going to give you what the IRS won't do. The IRS won't call you. Right. That's one. Okay. So this is the call and response portion of the show. The IRS won't call you. Okay. You, say, you say the IRS won't call you. The IRS won't call you. The IRS won't text you. The IRS won't text you. This way it's getting into the audience's head. Oh, okay. <laughs> the IRS will not email you. The IRS will not email you. All right. The IRS won't call. You don't have to. Those first three ones are the most important ones. Okay. The IRS won't call and threaten that the police are going to arrest you. Right. They don't do that. Think about that for just 10 seconds. Yeah. That means the police who have to go out to a car accident and there's a domestic dispute someplace and they have to, there was a shooting at a school and they have to go to all these things and a traffic accident, whatever it is, 
they have to do all those things. And now the IRS going to put them in charge of getting taxes. Right yeah, now? no, I didn't think that was a thing. All right. So it's total garbage. Yeah. All right. Um, the IRS won't call and ask for an immediate payment mm-hmm. on either a prepaid debit card, gift card, or wire transfer. Yeah. And how do we know that? Let's go back to number one, which was the IRS won't call you. Yeah. So if they're calling to say, give us money on a prepaid debit card and yeah. a wire transfer, yeah. it, it means- It doesn't the, work like that. The first part that was wrong of this solution or, or equation is they called, they don't. Well, and the other thing is, is, you know, in terms of email, you guys, anytime somebody sends you something via email, check what the email is. Because if it's like 87,000 scribbly, give it a, it, there are 8 million letters and numbers, that's, that's a scam. That's, that goes without saying for anybody. But aside the fact that they're never going to email you, Anything that you think might be hinky. I'm, all I get now is FedEx things. Your delivery needs, and I check the email, and it's all these letters and numbers. It is clearly not FedEx. And oh, by the way, I'm not expecting a package. And even if somebody were to send me something, I know that that's not for real. So just keep that in mind. So sorry. Go ahead. All right. The IRS won't call to threaten to suspend your license. Yeah. And what? why? Because? The, the top half of that sentence said... The IRS won't call. <laughs> I said the, I, if the IRS I calls and threatens. I see a theme. Yes. Thanks, honey. All right. Number seven. The IRS won't say your account is on hold via a phone call yeah. or a text. Why? Because. They don't call or they text. They call or text. All right. Uh, the IRS uh, won't text with a message that says unusual activity report. Yeah. With a, cl- a link to click on. No, don't click on the links, people. Why won't they do that? Because they don't text you. They don't text. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to keep making these things clear I, because... I think we get it. If somebody at the top of the show didn't remember, call, text, or email, I, and include that in that social media... I think we've now pounded it into their head. If you say, but, oh, but then this one must be authentic because it says this is going to happen... No. The first half of the equation is they won't call, they won't text, they won't email. Yeah. All right. So when do we find out how they contact us? I'm getting to that. Okay, all right. right. I'm impatient. Number nine, the IRS won't threaten deportation. Why? The IRS cannot revoke anyone's immigration status. That's not their... And if they call to tell you that, what did they do wrong? The IRS doesn't call. (laughs) Got it. Great. Number 10, the IRS won't threaten to suspend your social security number. They can't do that. So when they call or email or text to tell you they're going to suspend your social security license. It's not their department. It's not only not their department. They don't call, text, or email. (laughs) All right. So I I, I think I'm making a theme here. I do, yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, The IRS, number 11, won't email you to say, we recalculated your tax return, which means you're going to get more money, and you need to click on this link to claim the higher return. Mm -hmm. Why is that not true? Because the IRS won't email you. Okay. Uh, The IRS uh, will not email, text, or call you saying, this is the Bureau of Tax Enforcement, and we're putting a lien on your assets. Are these all things that... So let me finish. (laughs) You know why? Not only does the IRS not email, there's no such thing as the Bureau of Tax Enforcement. It doesn't exist. Sounds good, though. Right? Yeah. 
All right. So, but I, one of the things I want to say is, wait, well, well, Sean didn't talk about the Bureau of Tax Enforcement. The key thing in that equation is they won't email you. They won't text you. They won't call you. Yeah. All right. The IRS won't um, email or text you saying, click here to some de- see some details about your tax refund because mm-hmm. they don't email or text. Mm-hmm. All right. They're just tricks to try and get you to click. And then they put malware on your Ooh. computer. And mess with your computer or maybe get inside of it to get financial information of your passwords to your bank or whatever. We don't like that. We don't like that. So before we break, I want to reiterate, the IRS does not use email, does not use text messages. But do they call? Or social media, but they don't call. (laughs) But in the second half of the show, after the break, there is a surprise. Out? Okay, I can't There's wait. There's a surprise. Okay, let's go to break. Come and and so how do I know they don't call, email, or text? Because you just told me so. I'm quoting from the IRS oh, website. Oh, right from the horse's mouth. Yes. Okay. And I will link to that website where it talks about scams. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back and we'll get into what the IRS actually will do okay. and how you can uh, identify uh, certain phone calls. Okay, let's go fast. Okay. Okay. Hey, everyone. Just want to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. It's the app we use to get our podcast to you. Sean and Caitlin have really enjoyed their experience, and it's super easy to use. Certainly, if Sean can use it, hey, you can. We really think everyone should use Spotify for Podcasters. Start talking about your hobbies or your deepest, darkest secrets. Something. You won't regret it. Okay, we're back, and we're talking about how to avoid tax scams and not be a victim of them this tax season. All right. What you know about any phone call that's coming to your house? Caller ID can be faked. It's incredibly easy with computer programs. Just because the caller ID says IRS does not mean it's the IRS. And how do you know? Because they don't call. They don't call. (laughs) Because I want, one of the reasons of making this a point clear they're like, well, you didn't cover because my caller ID said it's really them. Yeah, it's so no. easy to fake caller yeah, ID. Yeah. All right. This is what I'm going to, this is some of the stuff I recommended that was recommended on the IRS website and some other financial websites I follow. I recommend once you see the caller ID says IRS, just don't answer. Let it go to an answering machine or, you know, your voice message. Yeah. Just don't answer. Yeah. But if you are one of those people who has to answer, ask anybody what is their name, their badge number, Mm -hmm. and their callback number. Mm -hmm. So every IRS agent has a badge number, and they would have a callback number. So let's say they give you a fake badge number. Mm -hmm. The next thing you would do is you would verify, you call this Treasury Inspector for Tax Administration, and I'll give you the phone number in a second, but I'm going to also do the link to it, they can tell you if that badge number is authentic. And on top of that, when the guy gives you a callback number, supposedly, and they never will because it's not going to be legit, um, they don't want you to find out that they're not legit, right? Yeah. So they're not going to give you a real callback number. Yeah. So, But if you call this Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration and you give them this badge number and supposedly this person's name, which I'm sure is fake, they're going to tell you it's a scam, and then you know not to call back. Right. Right? And I'll, so I'll link to that. But the number for this inspector general is 800-366-4484, and I will link to that. All right. 
So let's say the IRS does need to contact you. Mm -hmm. You have some unpaid taxes you didn't know about, or there are actual people out there. And we talked about this in episode 508, 508, where it was, um, don't be scared of the IRS, my story. And I I tell you about me calling the IRS and they, they couldn't have been more, you know, nice. Accommodating. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how they will contact you. One, they will send a letter, Mm -hmm. right? Two, they'll send a second letter. Now, I did a ton of research, but I couldn't find out. But every website I I looked at said they will send several letters. Mm -hmm. But nobody can define what several is. So I guess if you owed them $38,000, maybe they're only making two. Mm -hmm. And then they might make a call. But it's only after contacting you by mail. And I'm talking not FedEx, not not any sort of special delivery. just regular mail. Regular mail. They'll send you uh, a letter. Now, granted, letters can be fake too, but, but you they can, can also be checked out. Right, so you, you just can go. Call this you go number. on this thing called Google. And no, don't check. call the number on the letter. Go on Google and no, see if the I mean number the, is legit. The number that you're putting that you're linking to. Well, the li- one I'm linking to is a legit scam one for the IRS. It's not the actual IRS if you owe taxes. Well, but but it, I'll link to the IRS site. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is you call the IRS and and then you find out. If it's a scam or not. All right. So this is how the IRS will contact you again. They'll send a letter. Mm-hmm. They'll send a second letter. If several letters go answered, unanswered, mm-hmm. they might call you or they could come to your house. Now, why would they come to your house? Usually the only time they come to a house, it's usually going to a business. And let's say it's a business that hasn't paid their taxes in two years. They know, oh, 180000 mm-hmm. And it's somebody who owns a small business who read something online that says taxes are, you know, unfair and BS and I shouldn't have to pay them. And as like he's putting, and so they might show up because you didn't answer any phone calls or the six letters they sent. They might actually send an agent out to your thing and say, Hey, you know, we do have to collect taxes and you know, we're going to come after you for that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, but the, I, this is the, this is the whole routine they'll do for you. The IRS will only come to your house and this is on the IRS website, after they have called first to set up an appointment. Mm-hmm. They don't just call out of the blue. They, they call to set up an appointment to come to your place. So, yeah, so they, they will only call, call say, yeah. only call after they've done several attempts by mail, right. real mail. Right. They will not text, they will not email, and they will not call in general unless you're really late on your taxes or you have, a, you know, an audit that you're just not paying attention to. Right. So now... Let's say you do have some unpaid taxes. Here are your choices. You might think they're wrong, so you can appeal if you think the IRS is wrong. If you do actually owe money, you can set up a payment plan. You don't have to give them 100% of the money right away. You can set up a payment plan. Now, they might be stricter on somebody who hasn't paid their taxes for two years. It's a business, like I said, that owes $180,000 in taxes. They're like, all right, like, we, you owe us some interest, too, because you're just really not paying us. Well, and I think, aren't there maybe companies that, that help you negotiate with the IRS to lower what you owe if it's a certain amount? Yeah, there of, might be some out there, but I don't know which ones are legit and which ones aren't. Right. But I know you could you could negotiate yourself and you can go, listen, you might need $10,000 from me, but I can only afford to give you 500 a month. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in 18 months, I can give you 750 a month. But- you can't like 
throw me out of my house. Right. All right. So two things you can do with unpaid taxes. You can appeal to the IRS if you think they're wrong. And if you owe money, you can work out a payment plan. Um, then the I'm going to link to this too. The IRS has what's called a dirty dozen list. And they update it every year of what are the latest scams that people are trying to get rid. Well, that's good to know. Get over on you. Mm-hmm. I will link to that page. Cool. And it's it's a lot of reading, but if you want to scan it and look at least four of them, click on the link of what exactly is going on with maybe four out of the top ten or something. Right. It's worth looking. Um, and then I'm going to also link to a great great article I read at Nerd Wallet that's about tax scams this tax season. It's only like a week old, and it's really really good. Um, I recommend that everybody read it. But I mean, if there's a takeaway from this episode, in general, the IRS will not call. They will never text or email. They will never send the police. They don't do that. They have no authority to send the police. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I hope this uh, episode was helpful. Um, we're hoping to see Caitlin back here soon. Yes. We do know she has <laughs> some exciting news of stuff that's coming up. And the next time she's on the show, I'll let her uh, divulge that. Um, thank you again to my wife for uh, helping us out this week. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. As do you always. feel like you've learned something about taxes and not to answer the phone? Yes. But can I just say that on occasion, and I, it's not like we've gotten oh, a call you, from the would IRS. Would you like to tell them I, about your improv? I do like to pick up the phone when I know it's a scam, and I like to scam them right back. I, I, well, no, I, I, let's be honest. It's not a scam well, back. Well, it's just wasting you, their time, You like basically. to waste their time so I, they don't waste someone else's I time. I enjoy the practice of improv, and, you know, when they ask me for my social security number, I'm like, of course, one, two, three, four, five. Six seven eight nine, and they're like, "That's not a social security number." I'm like, "You got me," and then I'll say it again and just like juxtapose numbers, and it's just so much fun to well, mess. Don't with these you people. also say stuff like, "Oh my God, is this for the twentieth reunion oh, of yeah, high school?" There was one time where I I kept getting a, and this wasn't a scam; it was just a telemarketers trying to sell something, but they kept calling, and um, I I. Because the name came up on the phone so many times and I didn't pick up. And then finally it came on and I'm like, I'm done with this. And I picked up and I said the first name like, like I knew, hi, Kevin. like I knew the person exactly. And I'm like, are you going to the 20th reunion? And it, the person on the other end was just kind of stupefied. And I just went into this whole riff of the reunion. and I can't wait to go. And he's trying to sell you something, and then you started pretend crying. Oh, uh, well, that was what the third. What do you mean you're not going? The third time they called back after that, uh, I busted into tears, and I said, why are you doing this to me? I just want it. And so they finally said, uh, ma'am, ma'am, I, I promise not to call back. Ma'am, I won't call back. And they hung up on me, so and I was thrilled. Th- there's a win in your column. So there you go. Keep that in mind the next time somebody calls and tries to scam you. And in general, I say don't pick up the phone. They're wasting your time. Yeah, but if you're bored, it's something fun to do. All right. So uh, (laughs) thank you again for listening this week. Uh, We will talk to you again next week. And uh, please leave a, a review and please subscribe. Thank you very much. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.